that good or what? Wow. And uh, y'all have heard this phrase, right? The best is yet to come. It's so true. It's so true. God's just beginning to build something so incredible, and each and every one of us are a part of that. And it's, it's uh, just grips me, you know? You think about what God's trusted us with, you know, a vision inside of his heart from the foundation of the world, something God placed in his heart from the foundation of the world, and we're just beginning yeah, we're just beginning. You saw those metrics we kind of went through a little fast. It said 40 in-house salvations. How, yeah. Yeah. 40 people went into heaven, right, or accepted Jesus in their heart, and they'll be in heaven. But how many people spoke to somebody outside of these walls? We're called the city of what? The city of God. I know there's a handful of people that the Lord allowed me to minister to that accepted Jesus outside these walls. But how many of you guys got to talk to somebody, plant a seed, but God's moved and there's been other salvations outside of this house? Scripture says that if all, all that Jesus did was written inside of books, the world couldn't contain it. How many things do you think God has done in your life over the past year? Do you see what I'm saying? Even though we see this, and it's incredible, we celebrate it, but the best is yet to come. Are you with me? Yeah, God's doing incredible work in each and every one of our hearts. 21 baptisms. We're going to be doing more baptisms, but let's thank the Lord for that. Come on. Yeah. I think it said almost 1,500 people were saved going on the virtual trips from India. It's like 1,493. Yeah, that's an average of 300 per trip, okay, five trips. And we're going to continue to do that. That's part of what, you know, our heart is all about. We want to make an impact in the city of Tampa. But God's called us to make an impact throughout the world. And that's a really practical way that we can do that. And um, every week we're, we're feeding the homeless and we're loving on people. We're giving people dignity that Jesus loves. Are you with me? Every week, yeah, once a month we're going out and we're trying to come against human trafficking. All right? Once a month, yeah, we're doing that. We said we would do it and once a month we're doing that. We've been doing outreach and, you know, different times throughout the year and just making an impact inside of our community where people see that they're loved, that they're seen, that they're valued, and every one of you are a part of that. Come on, so let's celebrate one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Gabe. Yeah, great leadership. Yeah. If only one would stand. Thank you, Gabe. <laughs> Everybody else is tired. No, but for real, just to encourage you, seriously, we, we really we, we don't know our impact sometimes. You know, when you're doing something like the car wash, you're doing the different things that you're doing. You're loving on somebody at Publix. The different things that you're doing, you do not understand the impact that you're making. And continue to do that. And um, I really believe that God's trusted us with something special here. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it feels like a grind. You saw the video with the setup, with the teardown, the different things. And, uh, you know, all the work. And I'll tell you from my heart, um, as well as Paul's heart, we're so grateful uh, for all the hours, all the tears, all the grind, um, everything, the prayers, all of that. And th there's going to be some uh, just times in heaven where you get to see the fruit of your labor, and, and it won't be till you get to heaven till you see that. And um, it is the beginning of something great. I'm going to say it again. It is the beginning, all right, of something great that God wants to do inside of our house. We're going to fill this place. Y'all look around. All right. Let me say it another way. The Lord's going to fill this place. All right. He's, he's going to fill this place up. 
And, uh, I mean, that's, that's not our focus, but we're going to continue to lift him up. And he's going to continue. This is what scripture says. You lift him up, he'll draw. He'll draw. And we're going to continue to do these things. We're going to continue to lift him up in here. We're going to take him out of here. We're going to take him out of here. All right. Um, I just went up to Atlanta yesterday, came back today, and sitting on a plane next to a lady, struck up a conversation. And before the end of the plane ride, she's got three kids, been married 26 years. Her husband, knucklehead, just walked out on her, left her. She shared that with me. I'm a stranger. Shows you how broken she is. I've known her for about 45 minutes. God gives me a word. I begin to minister a word. The woman breaks down, and God begins to move inside of her life. I'm going up to a church plant. Hey, you want to go? Are y'all with me? Like people are broken and hurting, and there's an impact that God's making in people's lives. Coming back today, I was in an Uber going to the airport. A woman driving me in an Uber. I'm in the back seat. She's got this thing on her hand. Um, something's going on with her hand, and uh, just strike up a conversation with her. Got her name right here. Hold on a minute, because she asked me to pray for her. And her uh, Where's Howard at? Here's Howard. Macaba, her name's Macaba, and um, just begin to just strike up a conversation with her. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? Just strike up a conversation with her, you know, and, uh, and and striking up the conversation with her, just doors open up, you know. Her daughter's going through a challenge. She's a single mom. She's got a job and she's doing Uber. All right. She let me. I prayed for her three times. I prayed for her in the car. She's got some issue going on with her back. She was in a wreck. She messed up her hand, her back. Prayed for her again. After we kept riding to the airport, I was like, I think I got another word for you about destiny. Prayed for her again. Got to the airport. She says, and I told her, I was like, I was like, when we get to the airport, I was like, um, let's let's test it. And uh, it's, it's it's incredible. So we get out, and she pops the trunk, and she gets my bag. It's just a carry on. And she says, I, I'm not supposed to do this. She takes the brace off, picks up the bag. She says, check it out. I've never been able to do this before. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting how easy it is to talk to people and just see God move. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because today we want to talk about testimonies. You know, and when I was talking to uh, Macaba, she went through a situation with her back, and I was sharing a story with her, how I prayed for a guy who had bulging disc and couldn't tie his shoes. And I told her I was going to preach. And she said, what are you preaching on? I shared with her. And I said, let me share. I'm talking about testimonies. And um, I shared this story with her. Guy couldn't tie his shoes. It was in his 20s. Prayed for him at a Bible study. Didn't feel nothing. So most of y'all know my story, right, about being in prison. It's kind of a abrupt way to kind of enter into that, that thought. All right. I didn't kill nobody, all right. I was in pharmaceutical sales, but it wasn't legal. All right. <laughs> kind of I was in. I was, yeah, I used to go down to Columbia, and they just, yeah, it wasn't the legal kind, all right? So, but God restored me. I'm saved, all right? Okay. <laughs> Testimony. But this story is in prison, and I prayed for the guy. And the next day, I'm standing um, in, in, in the chow line, and they got the warden and the associate warden and the captain, and the dude comes in, and he's screaming, I'm healed, I'm healed, and he's jumping up and down. And I'm like, bro, you, you fixing to get us locked up. He's jumping up and down. No, for real, the dude couldn't tie a shoe. He had a bulge of this, didn't feel nothing. You know what I'm saying? 
He didn't feel nothing in the moment. It's great if they do. I've learned a lot since then. Try it out. Test it out. Jump up and down now if you can. You know, now I was just like, go in faith. Brother, you're healed. That's how I kind of did it back then. And by faith, he did get healed. But anyways, the point is he came back, and he was, he was like, like supernaturally healed to the point to where he was on the weight pile doing squats. Couldn't tie a shoe. Like, life change. You see what I'm saying? Young 20-year-old man, life change. I shared that with her. I said, this belongs to you. Pray for her. The Lord told me before I prayed, he said, she's going to feel heat in her back. So let her know so it's a point of contact for her so she can release her faith. And when we get to the airport, she does something she's never done before. I know God's going to continue to work inside of her life, and I told her that. Um, you know, because at the airport, you know, you can't just be hanging out right there. But anyways, the point is, guys, listen, all right, there's so many things that God did in this past year. There's so many things that God did. And I got some thoughts that I want to share, but really what I want to do is I want to create an environment today where you get to share some things that God's done, all right? Maybe you pray. Last week, we began to talk about a series called Heaven's Royalty. That's you. You are Heaven's Royalty. You are that special, okay? You, you have, listen to me, guys, you have, you have the blood of God. When, you, when you're born into a royal line, you have royal blood, Scripture says your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And because of his blood shed for you, your name was written. And when you go and you look, when a person's born into royalty, it talks about that when they write their name. And your name was written in the Lamb's book of life and you are royalty. You have royal blood flowing through your veins. If God took you outside of your body right now, you would see the royalty. We got to begin to see it through Scripture we got to begin to understand how to work this thing out. That's what we began to talk about last week. Not just quoting scripture, but that's very important. It's paramount. Proclamation is key. But there's other things that God wants us to do to demonstrate royalty. Last week we talked about the benefits of heaven, the benefits that Jesus paid for. And if I understand the benefits of heaven and I take those benefits to people, take the benefits to people like what I was talking about with this lady today in the Uber and the lady on the plane, just share with her the benefits of the kingdom. Watching what God does inside of their life. This is what we do is royalty in the kingdom. You get down on your knees and you serve. That's what Jesus did in John 13. He said, everything belongs to me. This is what he said. Everything belongs to me and I know who I am. I am the son of God. And then it says, when he knew that, and Scripture's clear. It begins to say that so you see a narrative on the inside of a person. And then what comes next? Jesus got down and washed people's feet. I am the king of glory. I'm the son of God. He's letting us hear what's going on the inside. He said, everything belongs to me. I own the world. Now let me serve somebody. That's the royalty of heaven. And one of the powerful ways that we serve is with the benefits of the kingdom. What are the benefits? And that's what we talked about last week. This is how you begin to really work out your salvation with fear and trembling. This is how you begin to work out knowing who you are as a son and as a daughter. This is the attraction of heaven. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is what makes us so beautiful and different. It's not how I look physically. No, it's the beauty of heaven. It's the royalty of heaven. Right. It's a heart of love. What Pastor Nate talked about. 
And the goodness of God leads people to repentance, loving on people, being tender, walking these things out, having a conversation with somebody, being in a hurry, slowing down, stop in my tracks. I'm going to be late. This is important. Think about it, all right? Jesus came to save the world. He didn't need to go and talk to the woman at the well. He didn't need to go to the demoniac. This is one person, right? He didn't, know, he didn't need to go raise Jared's daughter from the dead. He didn't need to stop and talk to the woman with the issue of blood. He didn't need to do all those things with one person because he came to save the world. But he was demonstrating royalty. He was demonstrating the importance of slowing down the pace of life. Understanding that people are the priority. People are the priority. And we live in Christianity, man. Well, Christianity is about coming to church and singing songs and all the different things. And, that, and listen, that's a part of it. It is. You come into the presence of God and, and you, you encounter the Lord. And that's part of it. But we got to make sure that we operate inside of all the parts. We're like, we're like this. We're like this. You know what I mean? You know? And let me take it to another level for a minute. I mean, if we come in and we worship and we behold the Lord and we don't allow him to come out of our life, it doesn't affect salvation, all right? It just affects me, all right? It affects me. Don't affect salvation. Don't affect you going to heaven, all right? There is a place of intimacy that only comes as I share. Pastor Nate quoted the scripture. Okay? The one who waters will be watered. I'm going to say it another way. The one who chooses to allow an encounter to flow through them will be the one that walks in greater encounters the world's never seen. Are y'all with me? Yeah. There's things that you need to eat on this side of heaven. There's bread that you need to eat. And it's only available to you as you take the bread of heaven to people. It's as you go and conquer, all right, and take the things of heaven to people that you get to eat of the substance and the things that God has designed for you. Are you guys good? I don't want this to be heavy. I want this to be fun, all right? Okay? But I do want to inspire you. I want to provoke you and challenge you and all those different things, okay? Because we want to be a church that's very mobile, very agile. All right, um, a church that, uh, you know, we, we believe that what we're experiencing, that we can give it to every single person we come into contact with. And we want to get to a place where um, we're not operating in the fear of man. You know, I'm not, I'm not worried about my reputation. You know, and, and Scripture says that this is what Jesus did. It said he made himself of no reputation. He was God. He was God, 100% God. And it says he came in the form of man. And when he did this, he emptied himself of the three attributes that make God God which is omnipotent, right, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, and he was omnipresent. Those are the three things that separate God from man. So Jesus emptied himself of all three of those and became, all right, inside of a body. And it says he made himself of no reputation. He wanted to demonstrate. And God doesn't want us to be concerned with how somebody perceives us. It could be the next person that is in a life or death situation. Yeah. They're on the verge of breakthrough, and you are the answer. Amen? 
So uh, in, in this part, kind of as we segue, um, Pastor Ben, you got mics ready? In just one second. In this part, I want to chat with you just for a second on testimony. because So we talked about last week, the benefits of the kingdom is a way we serve as royalty and so that we can walk in greater dimensions of our identity. But the testimony is key. Okay? So I spoke about royalty a minute ago. Royalty does something very unique. So let's say uh, um, Nathan and myself were, were brothers. We're both princes, and we got a daddy that's a king. That king is going to hand down to us a heritage that his grandfather gave him. And then the expectation is, um, I'm older, so I get to become king. You don't. Yeah. I become king next. So <laughs> I got to mess with Nate. So anyways, point is, so the next generation, we're supposed to continue to pass down the heritage that we're learning from, grandfather, etc. Royalty does this. They pass things down. It's precious. The testimony is something that royalty is supposed to pass down. But most times in churches, this is what we think about with testimony. You know, the beloved John stands up, John gives a testimony, and we clap, and he sits back down. That's not a bad thing, but it's more than that. All right? The testimony is supposed to be something where it creates an atmosphere. So if someone's going through something in the room, then we take that and we say, now let's apply that to someone else in the room. And it begins to get passed down. Do you know what I'm saying? Testimony in the original language means do it again. Somebody say, do it again. again. Say, come on, Lord. Help me out. Come on, Lord. Do it again. Real talk. Like if you needed it, you'd be like, come on, Lord, do it again. For real, that's what it means. Do it again. Yeah. This is what testimony means. And you know what? If we would have done this as the royalty of God, we would see more of a culture like this in the church. And this is a way that we can do it here. Create a culture in here. But watch this. Then you take that culture out there. Like today when I was sharing with the lady in the Uber, I was like, hey, let me share a testimony with you. Of how God healed this young man. And you know what? I don't think that she was instantly or she's at 100%. But she did something she never did before. And that woman was filled with hope. Because she jumped out the car when she ran to the thing. I had forgotten, to be honest. And she, got the, she, got the, she took her thing off her arm and she grabbed it. Like she, You see what I'm saying? She was filled with hope. She was filled with faith based on the testimony. She was ready to act. Life change. That's what God wants. God desires to see life change. Man, not a bunch of theologians. Yeah, life change. Like a demonstration of the kingdom with theology becomes practical. Relationships are changed. Finances have changed. Let me say amen. Finances have changed. Yeah. Say, man, I'm hooked up. Y'all got to work with me, man. No, for real. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, the church should prosper in such a way where on the inside, I mean, like, they're just running. They're prospering here. They're prospering here. And they're prospering externally. Yeah. But we don't see the divorce rate in the church where it's higher than it is in the world. We don't see domestic violence in the church higher than it is in the world. Isn't that crazy? It's not a knock. The enemy comes against the church more than the world. But if we understand that God wants us to be fruitful and we prosper here, here, in all areas of life, then we kick that rascal to the curb. Then people begin to see, wow, 
it's easier to fill the seats, bring them into an environment because they see the world wants to prosper. They get that itch from the Lord. Yeah, that's where they get it from. We just need to demonstrate what it truly looks like here, here, physically in all areas. Yeah. So scripture, Psalms 119, 111. Be up on the screen, I believe. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Look at there. It says, your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever. Your testimonies I have taken as a heritage or as an inheritance forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. So the, the, the testimonies is part of your inheritance as royalty. It's part of the package. Do you hear what I'm saying? So a testimony is um, anything that's written in this book. I'm telling you guys, listen, if you really allow this to grow on the inside of you, this, this, this concept, this revelation, if you allow it to grow on the inside of you, every single testimony in this book is part of your package. Any single mom in here, you can go read the story with the prophet. She's going to get the last little bit of food that she's got, feed her sons, and she says she's going to die. God supernaturally takes care of her. That's called a testimony in Scripture that is part of the package of every single born-again believer for a single mom. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like every single thing in the Word, but it's not just the Word. It's every single thing that God has ever done. Written or spoken. Written or spoken. It's part of your package. So the more that you share something that God has done, let me say it another way, the more that you actually just share, the more God will do, the more testimonies come, the more we can continue to serve as sons and daughters and the more we can pass down. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's part of the economy of God. It's part of the process. All right, so just for time's sake, because um, I want you guys to do most of the talking, um, two quick things. And I, to be honest, I got a lot in my notes, and I'd like to share it, but I'm not, because I, I want this to be about um, what God has done inside of your life. But two things specifically the Lord put on my heart. Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. One of the things that testimonies do, and um, it gives you an ability to overcome. And the word that God gave me when I was meditating on this was, a testimony can give you a supernatural strength so that no matter what you stand. I can't tell you how powerful that is. Listen to me. Every single person on the planet desires to be a champion. You desire to be. Does anybody like to lose? Because if you do, come on, I want to pray for you. <laughs> nobody likes to lose. And nobody's a good loser. Okay? All right? No, you, you're born to win. You're born to win. All right? And one of the things that cripple us is when we don't stand. We don't stand. When something knocks us off our square and we look back and we're like, man, you know, I didn't stand. You, you see what I'm saying? You might not say it the way I'm saying it, but that's inside of you. That grit, that meanness, that, uh, you know, I wish I would have stood. The loss of something, I wish I would have stood. The testimony of God gives you the ability to overcome, and it releases a strength inside of you to stand. 
There's going to be times where God wants you to bust a storm straight on, bam, and hit it. There's going to be times that you have to walk through something that feels like it's weathering the mess out of you. Don't ask me. That's just part of life. I'm not saying you put up with something. I'm saying with all the variables of a fallen world that we live in, there's times where God says, just stand. No, stand. He says it four times in Ephesians when he deals with spiritual warfare. Stand. Stand. Having done all to stand, stand. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because it seems like you keep taking blows and the enemy's trying to knock you off your square. And Scripture says they overcome him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. And by sharing the testimony of something that God has done in your past, refresh yourself with it. And it begins to create a strength on the inside of you so that you stand. Yeah. In relationships, when you want to give up on somebody, stand. Jesus didn't give up on us, did he? Don't ever give up on somebody. That's not the will of God. Amen. I amen myself. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's not in the mind of God. From the foundation of the world, he knew he would sin. He didn't ball us up. He says, no way. I don't give up on people. When you had that thought in your brain, stand. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is your testimony right here. The blood of Jesus was shed for you from the foundation of the world. He didn't give up on you. Don't give up on somebody else. That's your testimony. Come on. Amen. That's how we get stronger. Continue to share. Continue to stand. Amen? The other one's in Revelations 19.11. And it says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I was going to do a little bit of a deep dive on this, but I'm not. I'm just going to share a word. So just like I did with the last scripture. So with this, when we share the testimony of Jesus, anything that Jesus has done, um, the prophetic nature is it's something that will encourage you. I said this word a minute ago. It's something that will refresh you. All right. When I flew up to uh, Atlanta yesterday, it was early in the morning and the, the flight was cold and I love it cold. When I was flying back today in the afternoon, I was in the middle seat like this. I'm like, man, I'm six foot two, like 220, man. I'm like, man, why I got to sit in the middle? And it was hot. And I got that little thing and I'm turning it. I'm like, man. I, I'm for real, I was doing that. I was like, I'm trying to get some refreshment. All right. You ever feel that way? I mean, something that just cools. You lay down in your, you know what I'm saying? You, you wash your sheets. You take the sheets back. You lay down in your bed for the first time. You're like, woo! Y'all don't do that? That's what I do. Like, Boy, that feels good. <laughs> yeah, the testimony of Jesus, it will encourage you, but it will refresh you. It'll be like fresh air in your face. Do you hear what I'm saying? Fresh air in your lungs. All right? Give you the ability to keep running. Keep running. There's a whole lot more to this. Like I said, there's, there's some pieces there, but I'm not going to touch on it. But what I'm sharing with you is, as sons and daughters, as the royalty of heaven, this is your package, but we got to hand the package to others. This is how we serve. Now, this is how we serve, but watch this. But this is also how you walk in the evolution of who you are. People say this all the time. I know who I am. No, you don't. 
He quoted the scripture earlier, Pastor Nate did. In Philippians 3, Paul says, I've not attained. Anybody further along than the Apostle Paul in here? Come lay hands on me. No, for real, I want it. Do you hear what I'm saying? I haven't attained, but I keep pressing on that I may know him. Because the more you know him, the more you know who you are. I said another way, the more we'll do this is knowing him because I'm showing the world who he is and you walk in a greater revelation of who you are. You'll never know fully who you are on this side of heaven. Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13 that you see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. I think God gives us glimpses and we're always walking in this evolution. But what happens in the church, man, is we get, we get the spiritual side and we're quoting scriptures. And listen to me, I do it every day. So do it. But this other piece of how we serve and we release the kingdom of God is where the church has been deficient. And it's not a knock. God just wants that peace added to our lives. Create a culture. Just you. We're doing it here in the church, but do it for you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do it for your family. And do it for the ones that you'll come into contact with. Amen. Anybody want to be refreshed? Amen. Got some hands waved. I'm calling you, Tim. Gotta watch out now. So what I want to do is we're gonna we're gonna grab a couple mics and I want you to share. Um, it could be something you prayed for somebody, you know. Kind of gave everybody an assignment last week. Everybody remember, right? I gave everybody an assignment. We talked about the benefits of the kingdom. Talking about the benefits of the kingdom, we said, "Hey, this week let's go out and share, share the love of God with you." Hey, listen, guys. If I don't put this on my calendar, you, seriously, it'll be hard to do it. Okay, all right, because we get busy. So you want to put on your calendar. You want to you go out and be intentional. When you go out shopping, you, you got to be gone for an hour, you know, pencil in 30 more minutes. Walk around, look for somebody, okay? If you don't find somebody, just walk out praying in tongues. Get them all, Lord. All right? But look for somebody. Look for somebody, okay? Seriously. Look for somebody intentionally to pray for. Yeah. Begin to build this. Begin to walk this thing out, all right? So you can share that, something cool that's happened in the past week, past year, or it could be anything as far as a testimony. Um, it doesn't have to be related with COG, but just share something. So um, I want to hear from you. we got two uh, incredible pastors right here with microphones, and they're ready to run the microphone. I was going to bring you up on stage, and they told me I shouldn't do that. <laughs> bring them up here. It's like, yeah, I just let them do it out there in the audience. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, who wants to go first? Praise the Lord. Mafo. I just start calling on the front row. <laughs> and I'm going to the second row, just so y'all know. Second row. Yeah, third row. Yeah. All right. Huh? Yeah, stand up. Tell everybody your name. Okay. My name is Mafo. And uh, <laughs> yes. Um, my testimony is, um, I'll talk about what happened yesterday, actually. Um, the message that the pastor is preaching is what I shared. I called it a share because I was so, I mean, I was afraid, you know. My husband has seen it that it's in me to, you know, like to, to share the word of God. But I don't like calling it preaching because the devil had put me in a shell, you know, because of my insecurities and just, you know, just afraid. So yesterday I said yes to uh, 
teaching or preaching to the women, you know, on the Zoom yesterday. So I'm saying that because um, when I came to COG, I'll put you in, a, in a, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, Pastor Howard and Pastor Bain, they oversee, uh, the, the, they are overseers on, of the worship team. So they, they, they allowed me, you know, to uh, lead one song, not only one song, but two songs, because I've never laid a song, like the whole song, finish it in the church. So for me, that was, um, that was them seeing eternity. You know, sometimes you can be laid by just what you see, but they saw beyond that because the things that you don't see, they are eternal. So they saw that in me while I was so shaky. I was afraid, especially that I'm coming from Africa. Sometimes you, you're scared because of your accent or something like that. But them giving me that opportunity. Um, yesterday, I looked back because that's a testimony, you know. I looked back and it gave me strength that you can do this. So when I went there, when I was sharing the word of God, I surprised myself. I couldn't believe it because I was not afraid but I shared the word of God with confidence. Come on. You see, Come because on, of what the Lord did. So I'm so grateful for this ministry to, to just, you know, because you see beyond, you're not laid by what you see, but you, you're laid by the spirit of the living God. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anybody ever feel scared before? You can go ahead and stand up. You can go ahead and stand up. Anybody ever feel scared before? Yeah. The rest of y'all just lying. Yeah. You're always, you, listen, there's, there's always different levels where you're going to be nervous. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's extremely encouraging because she, she stepped out. And sometimes as stepping out, God does break something on our life. All right? So take that testimony if you feel nervous talking to people. All right? And say, Lord, I take that for me. All right? Let's say that. Lord, I take that for me. I take breakthrough. Over the, of fear, over the spirit of fear, over all timidity, and just talking to people. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, Grandma. That's what she tells me to call her. She tells me to call her this. Yeah. Grandma Sanja. You know, I didn't realize I was going to have an opportunity to really share this so quickly. But yesterday, my little 11-year-old said, Grandma, take me to Barnes & Noble. And uh, if any of you all have been there, there's wild grass, Barnes & Noble, you know that the escalators kind of go straight down, like the, uh, I don't know what, but anyway, straight down. <laughs> and we went upstairs on the escalator, which was okay because I only had my cane in my purse at the time, and he had nothing. But we went out upstairs, and I got some books, an armload of books, and he had a normal order books to purchase. So coming back down the escalator was a problem. So we got there, and he looked down, and I looked down. And he says, Grandma, you know, I heard that people get killed on the escalators going down. I said, no, baby, no, 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 no. Come on. I said, no, that's an isolated incident. That's not, <laughs> not here. So anyway... Uh, he was afraid, so he's trying to hold the handle here with his armload of books and me with my cane and my, my purse and my, my books. 
And uh, I said, wait, baby. Now, you just grab the, the handrail and uh, keep your books. And Grandma's got it. You, you go ahead on down. So he did. And all of a sudden, I was standing there and with this cane, a purse, and these books in my arm. And I said, God, there's no way I can get down here with this. And there was nobody there at the escalators when we were standing there having our little conversation. And all of a sudden, there was this gentleman appeared out of nowhere. And he says, wait, wait a minute. He said, give me all of that that you have and you get the handrail and go on downstairs. He says, I've got this. And you know, I said, I got on down at the bottom and when he got down at the bottom, he gave me all of my belongings back. And I said, you know what, son? I said, you're an angel from the Lord that he sent specifically there to take care of me, to keep me from falling down those steps. Come on, Jesus. And I said, you know, I wanted to share just a little scripture with him. And I said, now we know how Mary and Joseph felt when they were in a desperate situation for somewhere to Jesus to be born and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, them. And I said, God, I thank you. I said, I thank you, I thank you for your angels still there to protect us. Come on, let's give it up. So what I hear out of that is I, I hear the word provision. Like God's going to provide. Seriously, God's going to provide. All right? God's not a God of coincidences. Y'all know that, right? Okay? He's not a God of coincidence. God just always shows up to provide. And um, if you're needing something right now, just put your hand on your body. Okay? It could be anything. All right? Something going on in your heart, your mind, your physical body. All right, we'll share more testimonies, but just provision in a relationship. Just say, do it again, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you right now for providing for every need, especially if someone's right now on the fringe where they feel like it's last minute. Like with Grandma Sanja, it was a last minute situation, and you stepped up, Lord, and you provided for her. So we just thank you right now for breakthrough and bringing provision for somebody in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. All right. Anybody else? Come on, we got to get a couple more. Come on, Melanie. Okay, so first I'm going to have to say, Mofo, I am terrified right now, so pray. <laughs> I am. Okay, so I'm a teacher. I teach elementary school, so I'm much better Hey, let's give kids. it up for just for that. Come on. <laughs> Honor our teachers. Thank you, Jesus. I, I'm more comfortable talking in front of kids than I am adults. So, um, But I just want to share with you how simple it is to show the love of God. I stand at my door every morning, and I greet the kids coming into my room and coming down the hallway. And we have some friends who are special, 
and I have a kindergartner who comes by every morning, and if I'm not waiting at the door, he gets very upset because he expects me to be there waiting for him with a hug every day. He can't speak, but he knows I'm supposed to be at that door every morning to give him a hug to help him start his day. Okay, I always make sure my children in my classroom know how much I love them. If they're out, I tell them, you know, we missed you. We love you. We're so glad you're back. And this week was very difficult because some of you know, my dad passed away a year ago this week, so I wasn't having the best week. But it helped me because I know that my kids are comfortable with me at school and they know how much I love them because I had some girls come to me this week and said, Misery, we need to talk to you. One of my other students was thinking about taking her life. I teach fifth grade. But these kids knew they could come to me because I care so much about them and we were able to get her help just because I show them the love of Jesus every day. I can't, may not be able to talk about it, but they know they come to me. I will hug them. I will talk to them. I take time for them. So you don't know what an impact you're making just by smiling at somebody and just telling them how much it means to you to see them each day. Come on. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Anybody else? Thank you for sharing, Melanie. Anybody else? Yeah, we'll stick it to this side. What's yep. up, guys? What, what are y'all doing over here? Huh? Everybody's doing push-ups on this side. Yeah, we have a mutual friend that she's all the way in um, Oklahoma, and she's been a single parent struggling over the past year with all these different attacks from the enemy, dealing with a lot of hurt, not only from her friends, but from family as well. So she has a three-year-old son, and literally had called us, called my wife, and she was in ICU, struggling. She felt totally alone, and that's when I realized, like, hey, who am I going to rely on? Of course, with him, but this is where all of you came into play. There was an application in Slack, which all of you, most of you use, so I've reached out and said, hey, can we come together and, you know, come into agreement, pray for her, so that she can get, come into healing. And praise the Lord that you know, she you know, was healed and able to share that testimony. Amen. Yep. Amen. Come on. Let's give it up for the Lord. Give it up. I mean, you can tell I'm kind of emotional because of the whole thing, but like they said many, many times in here is the only church that they'll see is coming through us. Just like she mentioned, you know, it's your actions. Now, you walk by faith, not by sight. So by sharing love towards others, you can bring others closer to Christ. And then one other thing is, like, my dad's been struggling a lot with his physical health. And he had fallen a couple of months ago and was also in ICU. And, again, reached out to the community, to the family that we have here. And, thankfully, he's been healed and baby steps. But it's those little actions that come into play to bring people to Christ. Thanks. Amen. Come on. Jesus. Somebody say, do it, again. do it again. Come on, do it again. So right now, I want you to raise your hand, all right? If you need healing in your body, all right, if you're going through something in your own emotions right now, or if you know somebody, okay, if you know somebody and it's not you, I want you to put your hand on your chest and you stand in proxy, all right? And we're going to say this prayer, Lord Jesus, the same as you did in both of those stories, heal us 
Do it again, Lord. We receive right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to share over here. And if somebody is like, they have something going on in their body and they, they feel the Lord doing something in the moment, in real time, um, I'd like you to talk about that as well. Go ahead. Hey, hello, everyone. My name is Evan. Can I step next to you? Yeah, come on. All right. So I'm talking about. You want to hold my mic? No, I got my mic. Okay, I'm just. Hey, listen. Um, inauguration day, I was here, you know, uh, about a year ago. Little did I know what was about to transpire. Pastor Howard, you're a witness. Who helped me when I get. I got kicked out of my apartment. He helped me move out. I didn't have anybody. I didn't know anybody in Tampa. I'm new to Tampa, by the way. I moved from Washington State, Seattle, uh, Army veteran. I didn't know anybody here. I moved here. Uh, I was living in an apartment. Um, I got kicked out. Nothing that had to do with me. It wasn't my fault. Something that had to do with, you know, financial stuff above my level. Pastor Howard, did you not help me move out? He's my witness. So, with that being said, he said, I'm praying for you. Thank you. I know you are praying for me because I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. 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 Listen, it's a, it's, it's a story that you're not going to believe unless you go through it yourself. I'm a homeowner now. Yeah, yeah. Hey. That's how we roll in COG. Let it let it be known. Let it be known. God is with us. Right? Mm-hmm. I think I, I think. Mm-hmm. Pastor Howard. Hey. Love you, man. We got this. I love you, man. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I know you. I know you all praying for me, and I'm praying for you too. Amen. I'm gonna tell you a quick backstory, real quick. So, Edwin was my neighbor. Edwin was paying his rent faithfully, and there was a third party, and the third party wasn't. It was taking the money, and he didn't know they were taking the money, wasn't paying, and it was a privately owned. And uh, he just gets a letter, and he's getting kicked out, and he's got three boys. Yeah, he's got three boys. He's doing his job. He's being faithful. He's working, taking care of his three boys by himself. And um, he gets a letter. He's going to get kicked out. And um, that's just how good God is. You know what I'm saying? You know, he went from living in an apartment to where now God's made him a, a homeowner. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, so much. Yeah, good stuff. All right. We're going to do one more. There's one more on this side right here. And we got an after party for today. So, uh, all right. Sophia, come on. This is really, really terrifying for me. <laughs> but um, I felt in my heart that I had to say something. Come on. I'm very new to this church, like a few weeks. Um, and right before I came here, like a week before I was invited, I went through a really hard breakup because it was the first one I've ever gone through. So it was very, didn't know what I was doing, didn't know how to handle it. Um, I went into work and I would cry like a lot, like every day. And um, I just didn't really know 
what to do in my life. And the breakup was bad because it was a time in my life where I felt so far away from God. And I felt alone in it for a long time. And I didn't, it just was it kind of wrecked me a little bit. So I got out of it. And literally, like the first week, I had a conversation with a friend from work, Emmanuel, who invited me to come to his church. And I just thought, why not? Like, I'm looking for a church. I'm kind of needing people around me. And the first day I walked in, just people came right up to me and just introduced themselves and made me feel like I was always a part of this family. And I just want to say, like, it's really had, be had made a big impact in my life just being here and um, finding community. I just feel like I've always been a part of this family. So Amen. Thank you so much. We love you. Amen. Amen. Come on, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Inviting somebody to church. Hey, this is what we're talking about. You share someone's going through a crisis in their life. They get life changed because someone shared. That's a testimony. All right. Y'all hear that? It's in real time. You're hearing it right now. Yeah. People are hurting. The love of God is what draws people. All right. You don't have to beat nobody over the head with the word. You don't even have to know a lot of the word, all right? You need to learn it. You know what I'm saying? All right? Come to my small group, all right? Or my connect group, my connect group. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get punished after, after saying that, all right? But no, you, you, no, just, just, just having a conversation with people. Having a conversation with people. The only, I, I wouldn't even enter in by inviting people to church. I would just have conversations with people. Talk to people. Let them know they're seen. Let people know that they're seen. Yeah, slow down. Slow down. Talk to people. All right? We just do that right there. Seriously. God will begin to grace you. God will begin to grace you to share more and more. And it will become more fluid. I'm telling you this. Listen to me, church. This is what being the church is all about. This is what it's being about. All right? This is what it's all about. Okay? Sharing what's inside of you. Loving on people. Okay? Um, I think we got to go. We got to go. I want to do one more. I, I, I got people standing at the door like I'm going to get in trouble. We have, uh, we have like f we have food and stuff after. Yeah, it's one year. Yeah. Yeah, I think somebody's shaking their fist back there at me. Yeah. My wife's back there, so I know I'm in trouble. Yeah, she's, she's never doing that. All right, one more real quick. Somebody got one more real quick. Okay, Gabe. Gabe has got to be quick now. Hey, y'all, Gabe don't even do a quick text. If y'all get a text from Gabe, hey, that text will be longer than my microphone. Hey, hey, that's Gabe, though, and I love Gabe for that. Hey, hey Gabe's going to let you know what's on his mind, okay? Yeah, and then if you don't text him back, he's going to, hey, you didn't read my text? That's good. We family. That's what we got to do, hold each other accountable, all right? Hey, Gabe, it's got to be shorter than your text. Okay. Um, I just want to say if. If y'all seen Sierra back there in the wheelchair, um, me and Melanie don't really talk about it too much. Um, but when we found out we was having twins and we found out she had spinal bifida, my wife was only about 18 weeks pregnant. And um, when they told us the news, they were basically telling us that we may have to decide that, that we may have to choose one daughter over the other. And um, because they didn't know Sierra was going to make it. And that was the hardest thing that I've ever faced in my life because I just got mad at God. And I lashed out at him because I blamed him because I knew he had the power to heal her, but I didn't have the faith. 
I'm so I just want to tell you today that even though I was so mad at God and I blamed him for everything, there was still so much mercy there. And uh, we just kept praying and, and where Sierra was at initially, the spot on her back, the higher up, the more dangerous it was for her. And it was really high up on her back. So we just kept praying. And the spot just every time we'd go for a new ultrasound, it would just move lower down her spine. And it got all the way to the, the last like three or four vertebrae. And because of that, she's here with us today. And I, and I know she's still in the Come chair. On. And to see people see her in a chair and they think that she's not healed, but, but she brings so much healing in that chair. And, and she, anybody knows her, she'll come up, she'll pray for you real quick. She's never concerned about herself. She's always concerned about others. And, and even though it was so hard and I was so angry at God, I'm so thankful for him today that he gave me the strength to endure and he healed my daughter. And I know that he can do it for you. So no matter what you've said to him, he's got your back. He's there with his arms wide open. He loves you and he wants you to come home. Come on. Hey, Gabe, you know I love you. You said in that testimony that you didn't have the faith, but you had the faith to make the right choice. You see what I'm saying? There's a ton of faith inside of that choice. All right? Yeah, that's a big deal because most people would have said no. And there's faith inside of that choice. And that choice gave Sarah a fighting chance. Amen. Amen. All right? And God's going to continue to move in Sierra's life. Amen? Amen? That's right. And bring total wholeness in Jesus' name. Amen. Gabe, thank you so much for sharing that. All right? Thank you so much. I'm going to wrap it up with a testimony. i put Nate on the spot here. Um, we got to... Yeah, he don't, he don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I told him to come up here. You know, but everybody's got a testimony. I, I, want, I really, you know, one of the things I want you to do is I want you to just share the things that God's done for you. To other, pe- to other people, your, your story. You see what I'm saying? What God has done for you, your salvation, you know, a piece of love that God has done inside of your life and share that. And um, everybody has different, you know, journeys and um, different places of breakthrough where God has met them. You know, Nate's got an incredible story. I'm going to give the fast portion. I'm, I'm sharing his story. I want him to be up here. You know, uh, he's an incredible man of God, all right? Um, one of my dearest, closest, best friend, and uh, we've been doing life together for a while. Uh, it's funny because, like, we were both in these, like, really cool jobs and making a lot of money. And um, the Lord spoke to me and said, um, hey, you're going to leave your job and go work for this ministry. And Nate's going, too. And I called Nate up, and I was like, hey, bro, you're going to leave your job. And he said, no, I'm not. <laughs> he did. He said, no, I'm not. I said, I know, but the Lord said, he said, he ain't said nothing to me. <laughs> he said, I'm going to add a little bit to it. He said, you know how much money I make? You know the kind of shoe game I got? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Just, I'm fluffing it up, yeah. But uh, um, that's a cool piece of testimony. But the reason he got where he's at is because of his mom. His mom, her name's Mona. I call her mom. And uh, single mom, raised two kids. And uh, hard times, hard, you know. She moved from one city to the next, didn't even know where the next meal was coming, and the woman hung on to this, to promises in, in Scripture, and would quote the Scriptures as her bread prophesying over him and his sister. Um, 
it's incredible because both of them became very successful, you know, as accountants. And um, it, I'm sharing the testimony, right, because um, for one, it's incredible just to see a mom stand on the word of God and for me to see what God did in Nate's life as well as his sister's life, to see what God did um, in their life. But I'm sharing the testimony because I believe God's breathing on it right now for you, for you to share with somebody. Maybe you know somebody right now, all right, that's struggling financially, that's going through a whole lot of challenges. God did it for his mom, all right, and brought great breakthrough, you know, inside of their life. And these are the things that God wants to do for all of us, all right? God doesn't want us to live on the struggle bus, but there's going to be times where there are struggles. Do you know what I'm saying? The testimony will give you strength. The testimony will give you fresh air, but we need to share them. Okay, his life is a testimony. Tommy's a sister. Tommy's life is a testimony. And there was a time when it seemed like there was no hope, for real. There was no hope. And that you see someone now preaching the gospel, you know, and it's because someone stood, all right, that same testimony of Mona and what God did in Pastor Nate's life as well as Tommy's life. God wants to do it in your life, one of your friends, one of your family members. So share that. Like I said, I, I, I don't know. I just felt the Lord on it. I went and got Nate and brought him up here. Um, I'm going to get you to pray. And um, I, uh, I just wanted to share that. So this week, guys, listen, let's be very intentional. All right? Let's be very intentional. Let's hold each other accountable. And what I mean by that is not being weird with it, but share. Come back on Sunday, and when we're in the lobby and we're talking, let those be some of the stories we're sharing. Yeah, I mean, ha let's, let's do life together and let's talk, you know what I mean? And, and talk about some of the, the fun stuff that God's doing inside of our families. But share some of those stories. You're the royalty of God. You are the royalty of God. Let's come back with some of the, the victories that Jesus is doing. All right? Let's share. Let's share the testimonies. This is part of your heritage. If you don't mind, I want to get you to stand. We will have the ministry team come up and just pray if you would like prayer today. But we have an after party. Somebody say yay. Yeah, we have an after party. Y'all make sure y'all hug on Melissa as well as Paula and anybody out there that's done that work. They put a lot of work in and getting this prepared. We got some food. We're going to hang out for a little bit as much as you can. If you got to go, I completely get it. And um, Pastor Nate's going to pray for us. And, uh, and then we can go and, and hang out. He's got a mic. Double fist and mic. All right, well, so let's just put our hands on our heart. Um, Lord, we thank you for... Uh, we thank you for the significant day. We thank you for the testimonies um, that even as we walk away from here, we apply them to our life. And Lord, I just thank you for what even Pastor Howard just reminding us of really a, a, a woman who stood in the gap for me and my sister. This is the verse, Psalm 115. I will increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of God who made heaven and earth. May that verse become their reality. He will increase you more and more. You are blessed of God who made heaven and earth. So Lord, we thank you for today. You began something. We know that you'll complete it. We bless this food, remove all the calories. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>